Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, it's the Bird Brains with Mark and Ken. My partner, Mark Eckel, is on the line, and I apologize, Mark. This uh, podcast is late due to my travel schedule, just getting back from our Miami Man event in, uh, in Florida, obviously, and um, had some technical difficulties. I thought you were just so upset over the loss that you Well, that was my second point. I was, it's probably good that we waited a few days because I was fuming. We actually watched the game at a bar in Fort Lauderdale. Beautiful night, the open air, and the TVs are on. And, you know, the Eagles, obviously, they lost the game. They didn't have their best night. But it was actually, with everything going against him, it was actually still a winnable game. And we're going to go over all yeah. the aspects of the game. And I, I do think, uh, hopefully, uh, they had a meeting with that officiating crew on, on uh, Tuesday morning because uh, it just seemed like everything was going against the Eagles. But anyway, the Eagles uh, fall from the unbeaten ranks. They're, <clears throat> they're one loss against Washington. They lose the game 32-21. to 21. It was a crazy score at the end of the game that made it – a two-score game, but um, I want to, before we jump into the game, Mark, I just want to tell you, you know, you covered the Eagles for, for many years, and last night, I literally got off the plane yesterday afternoon, went home, took a shower, put a suit on, and then went to the Otho Davis dinner last night. Okay. Now, every bone in my I body... I love Otho, by the way. Oh, Otho was... Guys, I have so many Otho Davis stories I can share with you, but every bone in my body wanted to open a bottle of Cabernet and sit in my easy chair after three days of traveling. But, you know, I, I went the extra mile, and I am so glad that I did. I mean, it was just a, a night where, you know, obviously Coach Vermeil was there. They're talking to him about his Hall of Fame. They honor Ray Dinger with the Dick Vermeil Lifetime Achievement Award. And, you know, all the stars come out for this thing. Uh, you know, Seth Joyner. I saw Jerry Sizemore. For the oh, first wow. time in, in 40 years. Jerry doesn't say, travel. That's a name. He doesn't, he doesn't, of all the Eagle players, like, you know, he's one that doesn't. He does I, not I, don't, I, don't, I don't know Jerry. I, think I start covering. Well, amazing. He was an amazing player. player. He was a great player. Great player and, and, a, and a great person. And, uh, you know, he, yeah, he still packed a punch. Like he gave me a hug and kind of slapped me around the neck. I, I thought nice. I was going to go down for a second because <laughs> he's just still a pretty strong guy. But, Seth Joyner was there. Joe DeCamera from WIP did a good job as the MC, and Jimmy Solano, the longtime Eagles agent. I was going to say, is Jimmy still? Yeah, yeah. He, he and Marie still run uh, the Otto okay. Davis Foundation, and I'll tell you, it was a packed room. Uh, a lot of a lot of support. They, I think, they gave two twenty thousand dollar scholarships right. to a couple of deserving uh, trainers at local colleges, and it, it was just a fun night. And it's all, it's always great to see everybody. But so, so now let's get back to where why we're here. Okay. The the Monday night game. Now listen. You don't always have your best stuff every week. Yeah. It's impossible. There's a reason why only one team in the history of the league has gone undefeated, which is the 72 Miami Dolphins, and they were probably popping champagne uh, yeah, on Monday Yeah, you were down in Miami. I was wondering if you were going to pop champagne. Yeah, no, no. Well, I, most of those guys don't even live in Miami. I was going to say, I don't think they're in Miami anyway. Yeah, I think Zonka lives in Cleveland, actually. And, uh, but, but, but anyway... Um, you know, you don't have your best stuff, but I really thought that the Eagles uh, put up a valiant effort. Um, they could have won that game, had a couple things going their way. Obviously, the turnovers were huge yeah. in the game, um, and uh, and we'll and we'll we'll talk about some of the calls that I think were just. Listen, 
we'll talk about the face mask call first because that was obviously the most egregious call. Number one, it gets our tight end hurt. Okay, yeah. he's he's going to be out for a few weeks, and I really thought that was a thuggish play. I, I thought that not only did the the tackler grab the face mask, I thought, you know, he held on to it and actually, it was such an obvious call. I don't know how a, a field full of officials, not one guy, can see that. Now, my point is, if the goal with officiating, with the replays and everything, is to get the call right, can't isn't there a system that we can have a master ref or somebody if you're going to review a fumble. And you see an obvious face mask like that. What? Let's get the call right, right? Am I am I wrong, or can no, I, I re- do that? Or I'm 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 not a replay. I mean, I'm not I either. Want everything I'm right not either. But if you're going to do it, let's get it right. Right. Exactly. So yeah, I don't understand why. All right. If that if if there was no fumble on the play, okay, then you would never replay it. Okay, you you miss a call. The calls are missed. There's 20 All calls the time. A, 20 and, they, and they even out, and they even right. out over the course of the year. I get it. Right. I mean, you know, I don't want every I don't want every play being I don't want no. a six hour game. You know no. what I'm saying? I don't I don't want every every play. But since like but I'm with you that since you were looking at that anyway to see if the defender was down by contact because he if you, if what happened on the field was a Washington player recovered the fumble and returned exactly. to the touchdown. Scored, brought yeah. it back and said he was down at the 28 or whatever he was. Um, so while you're looking at that, can't you say, hey, oh, by the way, <laughs> there was face mask on the play. <laughs> returned, you know. With, yeah, I, that's, I'm, I'm with you there. If, if you're watching it, because I'll be honest, I, I, you say it was obvious. Yeah, well, I, from the naked eye, when – I didn't like. I wasn't yelling at the TV. Hey, that's a face. No, mask. no, I didn't. I did. I couldn't see it uh, from, right. as the play went live. I, I couldn't see it. But we're not ever. standing on the field at every different angle, too. Right. Exactly. But I'm just saying, like, there are plays I've seen. Yelling, oh my God, that was blatant pass interference, and that was blatant holding, and and they didn't. I didn't. I didn't until they showed the replay. I didn't. Right. I wasn't saying that's a face man. I was, I was saying, oh my God, he fumbled. But um, yeah, but I'm with you there. If you're gonna re. Like and, and not just that play, anything. I mean, if you if you're reviewing whether a quarterback is incomplete or a fumble, and you notice the, a guy hit him in the helmet, oh well, okay, well it's not an incomplete or a fumble. It's, it's roughing the passer. You know, I mean, yes. yeah, get it right. Well, my point that's is, not, I don't think that's why the Eagles lost the game. No, no, I don't think so either. But it was just it was it was an, a blatant mistake that I thought. You know, cost the Eagles there, obviously, because Washington now gets the ball in plus right. territory, whether the Eagles are keeping the ball. There, there was a late bump out of bounds. I think it was Darius Slay that got called. I'm not 100% sure. But, you know, the, the uh, receiver still had one foot inbounds. They said he hit him high. Yeah, know, I think it was more hit to the head than it was. That he yeah, I mean, you know, the game is played at a speed, and I, I don't know. these This, this nitpicky stuff just well, kind of Well, the grand penalty was a penalty. It, it, it was a penalty, but here's my point with that. Now, uh, the guy, uh, Heineke, who is actually going to take over that job, I don't see how Wentz gets that job back. There'll be anarchy in the Washington locker room if they try to give him, uh, him that job back. But, you know, he, ma- he makes an awkward uh, – Heineke makes an awkward attempt to go down. He did it quickly. He did it one knee, and it wasn't like a slide. It was just like he, went he, he, qu- he quickly like a took a knee. So now Brandon Graham has got a full head of steam going. He, I, in my eyes, he did try to pull up a bit, but he did bump him. Now, yeah. here's my here's my point. And Reddick had already touched him down. Reddick was there. Here, here's my point. 
you want do you want to decide a game on that call? Do you, do you want uh, the quarterback didn't get hurt? It was obvious what happened. It was awkward. Isn't there some some common sense that says we don't we don't want to decide the football game because it was over after that call was made the game was over. I just think that there's got to be some common sense that takes over it at some point. And again, it goes back to a master official. Let's have a, an eye in the sky. This is or in New York or whatever. It says, hey, let's pick that one up. Don't give them the game. I mean, I, I, I'm crying the blues here because I, I was. No, you are. They didn't lose this game to the refs. They, they, they lost the game. They, they did turn the ball over four times. Exactly. They they made they did they didn't play. It's funny. A friend of mine down down here, not an Eagles fan, obviously, you know, just a football fan, but um, I'm not sure who his favorite team is. But anyway, um, about an hour be, before the game, he and I were talking about, you know, are we going out? To, I said, no, I'm going to stay home and watch it. I want to be able to listen to it and everything. And um, he said, so you can do a good job on the podcast, right? That's why you want exactly. to stay home. You're taking notes. And, and if, yeah, if it's all right, sometimes I have to go out and watch it because they're, I have to go out and watch them. Like, like me. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, um, he asked, he says, yeah, what, why do you think the Eagles are doing so so well this year? That's kind of surprising, right? I said, well, I thought they'd be good. I, you know, I didn't think they'd be un- the only undefeated team. And I said, well, but what they're doing is they're playing very smart football. They don't make mistakes. I said, they yeah. only turn the ball over three times the entire year. Right. They, they don't make they, – they don't beat themselves. That, that's what – you know, that, and, and in this day and age of the NFL – that's it's important to be smart. It's big Turn o- you know? turnovers. And then they go out and turn the ball over four times in a game. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it was uh, you know, the Watkins uh, play is the one I thought lost the game. Well, you got to protect the football. I mean, I get it. You know, you 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 want to make a play. You 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 fall down. You you get up, but you got to have two arms on the football. You have to know that there's a safety right behind it that's yep. going to try to strip the ball. I mean, I They haven't been doing that this year. So no, I I, I give Watkins. He's trying. You know, he was he was down, but he wasn't down by contact. So right in college. If, if this is a college game, that's he doesn't he still have the ball. Get up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I thought that was – because I really thought – you and I were texting during the game, and I said to you, they're going to win this game, 28-26. Yeah, I, I thought they were too, honestly. I thought, I and, I, think... you know, and I, that play, I mean, if he stays down or if he – you know, whatever, I think they score on that track. Yeah. But, you know, a couple a couple things that really – I got to number one – I'm sorry. Let me just add this to Yeah. That last play of the game. Right? Has that ever worked? No. Well, I don't. No, I I've never. That. I've never said. But what else are you gonna do? Throw it. Throw it. Try to get. Well, throw it down. Try to get a pass interference. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Or that's a better chance of that. Yeah. All that. You know, is, I mean, well, not that it matters for wise, but it could have. Yeah, like well, you know what it is. Over under or something, you know. The guys that play all these crazy parlays and that, you know, yeah. Washington minus ten or something, they want a boatload of money on, yeah, on, a, or, on a stupid. Yeah, play. I mean, isn't it? Yeah, but it never works, and especially yeah. that deep. I, I would have. I mean, again, you're probably not going to get a pass interference call either. But better chance of that than laddering the ball mm-hmm. six times and running around. You know, more times than not, that's what happens. You fumble and the other team gets the ball. A couple of things uh, concern me about the game. Uh, number one, I, I really thought uh, Washington played harder than the Eagles. And the Eagles have to understand, when you are a team that's having this kind of success, you've got a big target on your back. 
you know, that if you look at it from a betting standpoint, this was a division game uh, with a team that with – with a quarterback now that gives them a chance to win. And we can talk about the Wentz-Heineke thing if you want. But the Eagles, you've got to make sure that you are ready to play. I was really disappointed. Number one, I think the um, – the Jordan Davis thing uh, it hurts them more than you think because Fletcher Cox was getting bounced around in that game and the Eagles couldn't stop the run. Hargrave had a good game, but I yeah, thought the Fletcher defensive Cox did line not have, did not bring his A game. No, he didn't. His his favorite play is to grab onto a, a, a tackler or a running back after three guys are on him and try to you know hold on for dear life rather than stick his nose in there and, and make a tackle. So. You know, I, I do think uh, the run, being able to stop the run uh, without uh, the rookie from Georgia in there may present a problem. Um, and the well, other thing I wanted to talk there. about was they, what about um, Joseph yesterday? They did. They did. Uh, I, think, I don't know what he, he how much you think. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how much he has left. He's, He's a big body. He is a big yeah. body. Yeah, well, so so is Jason Peters. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the other thing: where did AJ Brown go? One, one well, catch for seven yards. I didn't see him in the game at the end, did you? I didn't, uh, and I haven't heard any injury reports, so I don't know. Well, he, he did limp off curly, but then he came back in. So yeah. I guess it was okay. Um, you know, again, and I, I said this last night. I was I was talking to people about things. Now we're the, we're the bird brains, right? So our job is to talk about the Eagles, and sometimes we overemphasize a loss because we're we're nitpicking what, what happened. Here. Sometimes we, we got to say the other team played played pretty good. They did. Well, they I, did. I, the Eagles got beat. The, the Commanders, whatever they call themselves now, yeah. that's the best team they played this year. I mean, without a doubt. They played uh, inspired. Eagles, probably the worst game. It is the worst game the Eagles have played this year. So when you get that together, things are going to happen. I mean, it's a fine line in this league between. Well, here's a good example: the Eagles still have the best record in football. Right, mm-hmm. tied with Minnesota, but they beat Minnesota. So, right now they they still are the best the best record in football. The Houston Texans have the worst record in football. Yeah. Well, when they played, Houston gave the Eagles a pretty good game. They did. It's a fine it's line. The, from best to worst in the in the NFL anymore, it's it's not as the gap isn't as wide as it no. used to be. Well, you know what? It's it's always been – listen, every team goes through the draft process. They recycle the same people in personnel mm-hmm. and coaching. It's all it's all one big family. I mean, you're going to have – listen, New England is the exception to the rule. They've had an unbelievable run. I'm not sure any NFL team is going to have that, uh, you know, maintain success that they had over the course of time with Tom Brady. But for the most part, uh, these are all great – and I always, I laugh at people that say, "Well, would Alabama beat uh, the no. Houston Texans?" And as no. Texans, and I, my my response to that is, the Houston Texans would beat them <clears throat> by a couple of touchdowns, Easy. just because these are all the best players that have gone through the process of making it into the NFL. <clears throat> I am not surprised when somebody goes down and you don't hear, and, oh, look, well, how are they going to win without that guy? They bring in a guy who may be just as good. He just hasn't had the opportunity to play yet, and they win the game. It happens all the time in the NFL. Well, the every time. player in the NFL, every player from from Tom Brady to the, the 53rd guy on the Texans was a pretty good college player. Of course. Or he wouldn't have been, they would have gotten drafted or signed as a free agent or however, however they, they got there. They, they obviously had a good college 
play. They were good in college, or they wouldn't be in the NFL. They, you wouldn't have been looked at. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there's no way a college team would ever – I mean, I, people say that, and it's kind of funny to hear and joke about, but no, it would never happen. Um, and, it, and it's getting more and more like that, I think, where the – it's look at all the one-score games in the league now. Look at how many games are just decided by less than a touchdown. So, 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 many, so many one-score games. So, you know, so I am not surprised at all when, when, a, when a bad team beats a good team. I'm just not. It happens too no. often. Being smart, holding on to the ball, and doing the things the right way. That's how mm-hmm. you, that, that's how Eagles got to eight and zero. Yes, they're, they're they're talented, but they were when you only turn the ball over three times in eight games, you're going to win most of them games. Mm-hmm. Now, that's six, four times in one game, you're probably not going to win that. Yeah, game. that's exceptional. Hey, let's let's talk a minute about the the Heineke Wentz thing. Uh, <clears throat> you know, Heineke, who I thought proved himself last year, now. Washington went out and got Wentz. Uh, that may have been a Snyder move. I don't know. But Heineke is obviously, number one, I think uh, at this point, he's a more measured quarterback that makes better decisions. Number two, he's obviously a great leader because if you listen to the comments in the locker room and after the game, they love this guy. Yes. right? So if you're going to think once coming back this week from injury, he's not going to get the start. I think he's going to play. And I'm not sure he's not going to hold a clipboard for the rest of his career. I can't see another team giving him the keys to the franchise. Like oh, he's not at this career. How many chances do you get? I mean, I, you know, the Colts gave him a second, paid dearly for giving exactly. him a second chance, and he failed there. Now, Washington gave him a third chance, and, you know, he got hurt, but he was failing before he got I mean, Washington was looking like one of the one of the lesser teams in the league until he got hurt. Heineke comes in and they won. Where did they go? What are they three and one or four and one since Heineke took over? And, yeah. and the only loss was the Vikings scored in the last minute to beat them. They're they're, they're almost undefeated with, with Heineke. Yeah. I mean, don't feel sorry for Wentz. He, you know, he's got his money. He got a Super Bowl ring, even though he, he was yeah. hurt with the Eagles. And you know, listen, there, there's room in the league for guys like him to have experience. Look at Andy Dalton. I mean, Andy Dalton's yeah. been recycled a few times. He, Joe Flacco. You know, yeah, Joe Flacco is in the league. league. So, so oh, it, you know, it, 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 play, I mean, he'll always, if he wants to. And I, he's a different kind of guy. He is. He is he's a different, different guy. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Not a bad guy. I'm not saying no. bad. Just different. He might be the kind of guy that retires. That just says, I'm, you know, no, I don't want to hold a clipboard. No. You know, he's got a hundred million. Know. He's got a hundred million reasons to do it. I mean, you know, why, why well, he's not give it a yeah. <laughs> Well, he's made enough. Like I said, you know, like you said, he's made a lot. He's a he's a humble kind of. I mean, he's not a kind of guy that spends. You know, he doesn't you know how he's. He's a good old boy from North Dakota. Yes, yeah. you know, I, I could see him retiring, going to North Dakota, a little, a little ranch in Montana, doing a little hunting, yeah, fishing, going out and fishing, living a nice lifetime, and not you know never hear from him again. He's not going to be a TV guy or no, you know, he's not going to be in the media. He's not going to do anything like that. Um, it's a shame yeah. though because at one point he looked like the next great quarterback in the league. Oh my! Before he got that knee injury at LA, I mean, he looked like he had the, the world by the tail. But let's talk about the week coming up. Now the Eagles play at Indianapolis. Interesting. Jeff Saturday, no coaching experience, comes in, takes over the team. He puts Matt Ryan back at the helm, which I thought was a great move. And they, and they win the football game uh, this past weekend. Um, and now the Eagles play Indianapolis. The Eagles are a seven-point favorite on a short week at Indy, which kind of comforts me a little bit because, to me, that means that the Eagles are a far better team than Indy. And yeah. Although 
listen, uh, Jonathan Taylor's pretty good running back. Oh, if very. you are having trouble stopping the run, this may not be the greatest matchup in the world. But I, I do think the Eagles have too many offensive weapons. If they play right and protect the ball, they should win the game by a touchdown, I would think. I would think. I mean, that would be now. Like, <laughs> I, I know how Eagle fans are, and I, and I know the people listening to us. I don't want to insult you by any means, but I'm, I'm, I want to talk you off the ledge, okay? They lost the game. They're still eight and one. They're still the number one seed in the in the conference right now. You know, because Minnesota's eight and one, but the Eagles beat Minnesota, so they have the tiebreaker. You know, we we talked on the could they go into the season? We we looked at it. Like like you said, there's a reason only one team in the history of football, and they only played 14 games in regular season too. So they it was a little bit easier then. Right. Um, but anyway, they should beat the Colts. And now if they lose to the Colts. Now you got to start, and if they lose by the because they couldn't get off the field and because they turned the ball over, one time I can say, all right, it happens. It happens twice, and it starts to become a little bit of a trend, and, and then maybe you, you do worry. But I mean, yeah, um, Taylor's a great back. There's no doubt. Jonathan Taylor, very, and one of the best in the league. But that's where it comes down. Where Gannon's got to come up with a scheme. You know, just put extra guys. They're writers on anything. They're they're okay. Slay and Bradbury should be able to match up with them pretty well, I think. Um, Matt Ryan isn't – he's better than the guy that they had in there, but he's not Matt Ryan that was taking Atlanta to the playoffs. You've got to protect him. And he's not going to move around on you. No. So, although, he did, although he did bust the run the other – Yeah, I did yeah, see that. <laughs> he went down the sideline. I thought I was – But get some pressure things. on him, you know, and – but stack the box. You know, load the box up and don't let – uh, Taylor beat you. You know, it's, it's the old thing. You know, make make them make make take away their like that, that's how you, you talk about the Patriots and their their success. Well, one of the things Belichick has always done was he takes away one aspect of your game and says, "All right, if you can beat me the other with exactly. the other guys, go ahead." Now, so, a team you cover is after Indianapolis Green Bay. They had a little bit of a resurgence this past weekend, beating the Cowboys which, which uh, down fourteen in the fourth quarter. They come back and win that game. Are they are they back? Are they going to present more of a challenge to the Eagles than we thought they were a couple of weeks ago? Ask me tomorrow after they play Tennessee tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tennessee's pretty beat up, so this might be a yeah. good matchup. They have a great game. running back too, Derek. They do. He, he's so, the best. <laughs> uh, I mean, Green Bay. I mean, listen, any team. With, Green Bay's not playing well. I mean, they, they did play. They did come back and beat Dallas. Great win. Um, but again, they're a team. They've been in all but one game. They they were they lost by a couple. They they led a lot of the games. They lost. They had the lead in. So you know, any team without Rodgers is going to give you. It's not going to be a easy. It's not going to be like oh, we're going to beat this team easily. But I mean, the Eagles are better than the Packers right now. But again, the, the Eagles have to worry about the Colts first and. If they go out and beat the Colts by whatever they beat them by, I think they'll be back on track and things will be back to normal. Well, you know, it's it is it is you'd rather win than lose, but it's easier to learn from a loss. And a lot of times, when you win a football game as a football player, it's easy to overlook the little things you did wrong because you won the game. When there's a loss, everybody looks at it from a microscopic standpoint, and that's good. Because you can really, you know, it's motivating to lose. You can, you know, you can learn from it and build from it. And I hope that's what the Eagles do. And from a coaching uh, on, on perspective Sunday. as well, right? Because when you win, even if, if you know, you, like you said, even in wins, there are things that need to be corrected and fixed, right? Yeah. But it's hard to tell a player, 
hey, you did this wrong. You did it wrong. Let me tell you, let me tell you what a psychological genius that Dick Vermeule was. So, so we would, you know, obviously in 1980, we had a great season, right? Well, we would win. And on, at the team meeting on Monday, the film study, you would think we would have lost. <laughs> because we got reamed every every single flaw, every mistake. Um, now, when the following week, say we were playing Dallas, mm-hmm. we would practice in, in shorts and shirts, and Vermeil wasn't like that, but he he knew we were going to be ready to play Dallas. If we were playing the Saints, it, it was a bloodbath. It was like a full full contact scrimmage for for three days because he wanted to get he wanted to get your attention. So. You know, it's funny how, you know, coaches look at things and uh, they play psychological games with players, but Vermeil was pretty good at it. He got, he got our attention, and obviously that was a, a magical season. I don't but, really know. Uh, about the, you know I, I, I oh, yeah, know. yeah. He would take the, he would, the only time he ever took the foot off the gas was when we were playing somebody he knew. Uh, that you know, he, we, didn't have to, he didn't have exactly. to. Exactly. He didn't have to do it. But, hey, Mark, great, great chat as always. Uh, you and I will be back on Monday, hopefully talking about and Eagles win against the Colts. And guess and what? What you got? The Colts, uh, the Colts Eagle game will yeah. be televised locally in, in Myrtle Beach this week. So again, I'll, I'll, so I'll you don't have, have you don't have to get the saddle. I was surprised so, by that. I didn't think that was yeah. the game, but it is. Yeah, huh. interesting. Well, so everybody, we'll uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday. Hopefully, talking about an Eagles victory from Mark Eckel and Ken Dunnick. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week on the Bird Brains. Take care.